Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 88. This is um, the two-year episode. The two-year anniversary was on Tuesday of this week, February 6th. So if you've been around since since that moment, I mean, shout out. It's It's been a couple of great years. Um, but today's show is a huge one. We got the Super Bowl preview. Um, it is the 49ers and the Chiefs, otherwise known as uh, Hitler versus Stalin to many people. Um, not to me, but... I mean, Stalin is is one of the teams, but there's no Hitler in here. Um, and then we got an, a great show besides that. Um, we got a lot of segments going on today. We got the last week of Fantasy Corner, um, the Stardom, stardom Sit-Ems, and Sleepers. And then we have Tough Scene of the Week again, and we're bringing back Say Hello, Kiss It Goodbye. Um, and that'll be the show. And uh, I guess in the in the Super Bowl preview, we'll talk about the game and We'll do some bets too. Maybe not as advanced as we had last year. We had like a whole like set of like 10 each, like top picks to go to, but I don't think we're doing that this year, which, you know, makes sense because betting's not legal in Missouri, unfortunately. Kind of, kind of the G I did word. sign a petition yesterday to, to legalize it in Missouri. So you're welcome. I did too. Did they, did I signed you it to, yeah, it was, I signed two of them, one to legalize it and then one to, it's like, um, the, the gambling boat or whatever, like the funds that they get from that, like when they tax it, they're going to put it towards child literacy programs. Yeah. So I signed both of those. So I'm, I'm doing my due diligence trying to, uh, you know, just make the world a better place. Exactly. Like signing my name on a piece of paper. So, yeah. You know. I was at the bus stop yesterday when the lady asked me if I wanted to sign to legalize sports betting. And I my ears like – I just like shot up. Like I was like dead locked into my phone. And I just shot up and I was like, yeah, I do. I would love to do that. There we go. Got it squared away. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to do like the parlay stuff on underdog. That's the, that's not real sports betting. That's just, that's giving away money to a gambling app. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Camp Super Bowl 58, I believe. Um, it's a lot of Super Bowls. But we do have a Super Bowl 54 rematch. It is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and if you remember correctly, that was in the year of 2020. And about a month afterwards, um, it was announced that um, President Trump was going against the Democratic nominee, um, former Vice President Joe Biden, in the election. And I wouldn't be surprised if in about a month, it's the same thing, except it's President Biden going against former President Donald Trump. Um, just switch the, the prefixes on that. And uh, and then also, about a month after that Super Bowl, the world shut down. So I'm getting major deja vu vibes from this year already, just with 2020, which is about the worst year you can have deja vu vibes with, because that was... Not a great year for, for a lot of people. Um, but hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, there's still a lot of hope for this year. And uh, this Super Bowl, I think, is going to create it. These are, you could argue, the two best teams. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the, you know, the championship game. But other than the Ravens, I think everyone would agree that these are the two best teams in the league. Going head-to-head, -head, um, a lot of legacy on the line, especially on the Chiefs side of things. Um, and a lot of cool storylines besides that. So 
Cam, you got you got the Nick Bolton jersey on. Yeah, with the the Mizzou visor. Yeah, uh, I try to let people know that I, I am rooting for the Chiefs and Nick Bolton, but mostly because he went to Mizzou. Not a Chiefs fan, but I am a Chiefs fan in this game. Luke mentioned earlier, you know, this is a Hitler-Stalin matchup for a lot of people. Um, us personally, uh, not a Hitler versus Stalin, more of a just a Stalin matchup, if you will, because uh, we're not Chiefs haters, but um, neither of us like the 49ers, and Luke has been... Uh, has I, had it's the, not that I don't like them, I despise them. Yeah, I mean, Luke has had the Holodomor ran on him um, as, the, as being a Packers fan with uh, the 49ers being Stalin. So pretty sad stuff there. But they are back in the Super Bowl. Two two good games um, from a championship weekend. Uh, one, way more low scoring than we expected. Um, and I expected it to be a lower scoring game. But uh, 17 to 10 was a wild, uh, kind of a wild score. I mean, there was like nothing going on except defense and uh, bad turnovers by the MVP in the second half of that game. Um, and like I said, there I, I don't think – did I think what was the score going into half? Was it the um it was like ten to seven? Maybe thirteen Something to like ten. That. I have um, to look, but I mean I mean I don't know. Uh, there was like I thought the Chiefs didn't even score in the second half. No, I think they added a field goal. No, they didn't. It was seventeen to seven going into halftime. Yeah. So they There's just held their ground. Scored in the second half. Yeah, they just held their ground. Tucker got a field goal um, somewhere in there down the stretch, and all you can really say about that game is that it was the two best AFC teams, and it showed in the in the score. And um, personally, I think the Ravens had the better team this year. It's just uh, you know. The offense couldn't get anything going. Um, shout out to Spags on the for, for the Chiefs and having that defense ready to go. But uh, Lamar, once again, you know, just can't get it done in the playoffs. Um, there's been some interesting comparisons going around, kind of like the Joel Embiid of the NBA. I mean, literally the MVP once again, um, Lamar, and, uh, and then this happened. So uh, tough scene. Not a shocker, though. I mean, it's Mahomes. He just wins those. He, he's already at yeah. that level where he doesn't have to beat you in a shootout, especially this year. He can find ways to grit through games as well, and they did just that. So, yeah, I mean, it's like I don't hate Mahomes by any means. I actually love watching him play. Um, but I also am glad that my favorite team is in the NFC because if I was a Bengals fan, if I was any AFC West team fan, if I was a Bills fan, especially if I was, I don't know, a Dolphins fan, just pretty much any fan of an AFC team, I would hate the Chiefs because you just know you can't beat them in the playoffs. Like you're just you're never going to go to a Super Bowl because of Patrick Mahomes, and I, that has to suck. That has to be an awful feeling. Um, I, I guess technically not the Bengals because the Bengals did beat them one year, but maybe that's the the exception to the rule. Um, I, I mean, I get it. I get the hate, but I have the same thing with the 49ers. It's like, I know that I can't beat them. So I just hate them. You know, <laughs> I, I completely, I relate to that so hard. Um, 
But yeah, the Chiefs, they defense spags. Um, this is we've said it all year. This is the best defense Patrick Mahomes has had. And it's a really good defense. He's also got a really good offensive line. This is probably, other than the receiving core, this is the best team Patrick Mahomes has ever had. And, you know, it, when it comes down to legacy talk, you got to win it all when you have teams like this. So, um, it's yeah. a big game for him, for sure. I mean, and, uh, he works with what he has in terms of what you're saying on offense. Uh, and all year... Me and you both were like, we're just waiting for the offense to start clicking. And I'm not saying that it's clicking at a high level here in the playoffs because it's not, but it, it's it's clicking way better than it was in the regular season. And we've talked about, we just mentioned it once again, the defense, the defense, the defense. Best that Mahomes has had. Receiving core, probably the worst that Mahomes has had. Um, and then the offensive line, Probably the best that Mahomes has had. One problem with the offensive line going into the Super Bowl, though, is I don't think Joe Thune is going to be able to play, which is he a hasn't played all playoffs. Blow, is so. a huge blow. Um, yeah, he hasn't been playing much during the playoffs at all, really. But um, it's still a big blow when you have to go up against that front seven of the 49ers, who have been a little lackadaisical in the playoffs. But I don't know. You just you always. That doesn't mean you can rule out that front seven of the 49ers, though, really. Um, but, yeah, you do have to win the Super Bowls when you're trying to get to the top of the mountain like Mahomes uh, when you have these these great defenses, and then you just have to do your part. I mean, I mean, let's be real. This would be his first Super Bowl win where it's the defense kind of winning the Super Bowl and not Mahomes. Um, you know what I'm talking about? I mean – Tom Brady had a few of those, um, like the win over the the, the Rams, um, the win over the Rams again, uh, you know, <laughs> those Super Bowls. Um, so you got to win some of those, and uh, I think I think he will. We'll get to that in a in a moment, but yeah, yeah. I I mean, you said the offense really hasn't clicked. I don't I don't know if they've really needed to. They haven't really needed to have a lot of explosive plays. They haven't really needed to put the team on their shoulders like they have in past years. So they have kind of been coasting, I've noticed. Like, they, they don't go for the big plays as often. You know, they, they do the small ball. They run the ball. They take down the clock. And, uh, you know, if they need to, I have no doubt that Mahomes can just pull it out and just start – you know, going to work on the 49ers defense in the Super Bowl. I, I have no doubt about that at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, We've the offensive seen it before. Line, yeah, exactly. Many times. Um, the offensive line hasn't given up a sack until the second half of the Ravens game, like all postseason. Fantastic. Um, this, this Chiefs team is somehow underrated, I think. Uh, but I'm, We'll get to the preview, but the NFC Championship, on the other hand, uh, complete opposite. I mean, this was kind of an offensive game as opposed to the defensive game, and just a really, really sad scene for the Lions. Um, but this is kind of just, you know, th this is the perfect representation of their franchise. This is one of their greatest teams that they've ever had. They got so close. I mean, twenty-seven to seven at halftime, but you just knew. I think watching that game. Maybe, maybe not, but as an impartial fan in that game that was rooting for the Lions, I just knew 27 to 7 at halftime, it's the Lions. Like, 
this is not safe at all. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a big lead for sure, but it's still the Lions. And while it isn't the same old Lions that we've seen, um, they did come out in the second half of this game. And I mean, they quite literally handed the game to the 49ers. I, countless dropped passes. I mean, obviously the drop pass by Josh Reynolds on fourth down is being talked about a bunch. But I mean, Jamison Williams had a wide open touchdown and it just went right through his hands. Um, there was Amon Ra had a few drops. Uh, Jamar Gibbs going the wrong way and fumbling. Yeah, the fumble it just that wasn't even touched by the other team. It was just like a a mishap. Um, the punt thing, like in the end zone, where it was literally a perfect punt, and the guy just <laughs> forgot how to down a punt, and it went into the end zone. Um, they did about everything wrong. Uh, they they didn't they didn't convert anything and the 49ers i mean credit to them they took advantage of it and they got back in the game quickly and turned the momentum very very quickly um and before you know it it's tied and then you know the 49ers take the lead um dan the man went you know stayed i respect him for this he stayed true to his game he continued to go for it on fourth down and you know it didn't work out but I the first fourth down that they went for, I think I turned to you and you were like, I don't know why they didn't kick the field goal there. I was like, I don't mind that one. Like when they're up 14, um, they're trying to, you know, extend the lead, step on their throats. Um, but the one where you're down by three in the fourth quarter, that one might be that one might be one where you have to take the field goal. Um, so there's just something about tying up the game in that situation um, that just feels good. You know, if you tie up the game, regardless of what happens to your defense, you're still going to have a chance to at least tie up the game on offense. So I think in that situation, you kind of have to take it. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, that's their game. They play aggressive. They go for it on fourth down, and it just didn't work out. And that's that's how it happens. But unfortunately, the 49ers advanced to the Super Bowl, and somehow, some way, Kyle Shanahan is actually developing into a good playoff coach. I never thought I'd say it, but watching the two games – that he's been in this year in the postseason playoffs, postseason, he's made a lot of good adjustments um, throughout the course of the game, which is something he doesn't usually do. So, we'll see if he can continue it in the Super Bowl, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not, obviously. Um, but yeah. uh, going back to the Lions and Dan Campbell, and I, I, you know, I agree with your stance that you know he stuck with his fourth down calls. My reasoning, you know, when we were just watching the game together, talking about it, you know, the one in the first half, when you're up 14, you have the chance to really step on their throats and kind of end it. Um, But then again, at the same time, you have a chance to make it a three-possession game anyway with the field goal. So, sure, 21's more than 17. Both are three-score games. And then the, the time in the second half as well when you're down, um, if you don't get that, you pretty much it, – it pretty much loses the game no matter what because uh, now you're down by 10 and they have the ball. Um, if you make it a three-point game, you still have a, 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 a valiant effort will keep you in that game after that, um, after that field goal if you do make it. Um, so I don't know. I, that, that spot down the down, stretch, by, down by 10, what are you talking about? They went oh, like down at by the 10. very end. Yeah. They went by, they went down by 10 after they 
miss that field goal. Oh, they, after they didn't kick that field goal. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty much over after that. So yeah, the timeout is what you're talking and, about. And then the timeout was a yeah. major thing. You know, they, uh, what did they, they, they ran, ran the ball. The, yeah. They ran the ball with less than a minute. Yeah. With less than a minute to go down on the goal line, which I get it. You've been able to do that all year long, but you just have to think about the possibility of if you don't get it and they didn't, and they had to call a timeout and that led you to having to do an onside kick onside kicks don't work in the, in this decade um they used to work a little bit back in the mid to 2010s but uh and even better in the early 2000s but now they're pretty much non-existent in terms of recovering it with the rules um in terms of player safety to but it pretty much eliminates recovering them so you know you're you're, you lost at that point Mm -hmm. i don't know I, i just think those points in the game it's it's kind of momentum yeah you can step on their throat but sometimes it's all right to be a little conservative to preserve some of what you got going. Oh yeah, I mean that—that's for sure. Um, I I don't know. It didn't work out for them. It was you know they got lions in the end, and they came up short of their first ever Super Bowl appearance. It's kind of crazy that they haven't they haven't ever been to a Super Bowl despite having a chance literally every single year. Like there's some teams like the Texans, they've never been to a Super Bowl, but they've only had the opportunity for like 20 of them. The Lions have been around for all 58, all 58 of them. So it's kind of crazy <laughs> just to, just to think about. Um, but yeah, that sets it up for 49ers chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, I don't even know how this game's going to go. I could see it being an offensive like shootout, but I could also see it being a defensive battle. So I, I don't really know. I'm excited just to, to watch and see how it plays out. Um, I, I'm obviously will be rooting for Mahomes because I hate the 49ers and their fans. Um, and I'm, I'm a Mahomes legacy guy. You know, I, I wasn't really a huge fan of Brady. I respect his, you know, what he was able to do in the league, but I, he would never amazed me quite like Mahomes has and continues to do. So um, for that reason, I, I root for Mahomes to, you know, match Tom Brady's legacy. Same reason I'm rooting for LeBron to match Michael Jordan's legacy. Although Michael Jordan was a little bit more on the amazing side than what Brady was. Um, that's for sure. But uh, it would be, I mean, even when the Rams won the Super Bowl, there were still some positives. You know, there were a lot of guys like Stafford winning a Super Bowl. Like we were like happy for him. Aaron Donald. We're happy for him. You know, there are a lot of guys like that that have just poured their heart and soul out. And, you know, I think if the 49ers win, you have to look at a guy like Trent Williams, like all the adversity that he's been through. I mean, being in Washington and just having all those scandals against him for so many years. And then, you know, being here at the 49ers and, you know, coming up short a lot of these years for him to get one would be really, really cool. Brock Purdy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not his biggest fan for because he's on the 49ers, but his story, you can't deny it, is incredible. Being the last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, and then going on to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback just two years later, I mean, that's that's a, that's out of a movie. You cannot make that up. Um, that's just, it's unheard of. Basically an undrafted player going, being a starting quarterback on a Super Bowl winning team. That would just be amazing. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys like Debo Samuel. Um, just an all out heart guy. He puts his heart and soul out there playing whatever they need him to do on offense. Um, 
you know, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, a lot of these guys, you'd just be so happy for them to get the Super Bowl. But in the end, it it's gotta be Chiefs. So <laughs> Yeah. I the one thing, um, you know, in terms of guys that I would be happy for, I, I was running through the ringer in through my head of absolute just football guys that I would be happy for if they won the Super Bowl. Um, George Kittle is one, one just yes. fo- all-time football guy. And then Trent Williams is definitely the other one. And I was thinking maybe Christian McCaffrey, he might be an all-time football guy too. And then on the outside looking in, in terms of all-time football guys, uh, Debo, Nick Bosa, um, and then maybe Kyle like check even. Kyle Juszczyk. What he does as a maybe, fullback is unheard of. Maybe some of the defensive guys, Fred Warner and stuff. Maybe because I don't know as much about them, but George Kittle, I know, all-time, all-time football guy. And same with Trent Williams, all-time football guys. You know, uh, Shanahan. All-time football guy, but nah. uh, I don't know. I would be, I wouldn't be mad for those guys. Those, those guys are some football guys that do deserve to have their name etched in history forever. But um, there's some football guys on the Chiefs too. Oh yeah, um, so. but they. The thing about that is they've all won. They've won. <laughs> they all won last year. So yeah, they have. Um, yeah, that would be cool. We haven't had a repeat champion, and I think it's been over 20 years. Yeah, almost twenty years, something like that. It's right around it the, that mark. It was oh three and oh four Patriots. So, yeah, which I do believe was Tom Brady's second and third Super Bowls won. So, I mean, if Mahomes goes back to back, it's his second and third Super Bowls. So, I mean, yeah. that's just that's pretty crazy. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a copy. We we're talking about deja vu earlier with the you know the year. This is deja vu of a career right here. I, just a little bit better, probably. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> Brock Purdy's trying to be the third quarterback to beat Mahomes in the playoffs. Um, I think we were talking about that. Burrow and Brady are the only two to beat him. Burrow, also Brady, crazy. and Brock could be triple Bs. Yeah, killer Bs. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like I said, I don't know how this game is going to go. I'm picking the 49ers, though. Um, just because I've picked against the Chiefs the last two weeks and they've advanced, so I'm going to keep that strategy up. But also, I I do think this is, I mean, this is the window for the 49ers. Like, if they don't win this one, you're going to have to start thinking, like, as a front office, as a coaching staff, like, well, are we ever going to get that? Are we ever going to get the big one? Um, This is the team that they feel confident in. They I mean, this is one of the most complete teams ever. There's hardly any holes on this team other than, I will say the kicking position is actually probably a hole on this team um, since Robbie Gold retired, unfortunately for them. But that that could come up big, you know, just something to look out for. Um, Jake Moody has been – he was one of the best college kickers, but he's been very shaky this year, his first year in the NFL. Uh, yeah. that's Yeah, that's it. So, but John Lynch, is he's built it up for this year. This is the team. And uh, yeah, if they don't win it this year, I they probably won't. They won't win it ever. So yeah, I, that's he, why I think this is it. They got to win it now. You look at their roster though, and the contracts that they that they've got. It'd basically be the same team next year, I think. At least on offense, I'm not entirely sure about the defense, but I'm pretty sure it's basically the same. So I think the window would still be open for next year too. And looking at the NFC, 
eh, there's not a whole lot of you know crazy things going on over there, so they would have a great chance. Um, talking about up north, there's some crazy I, things. I going know, on. I know about Zip. Get Don't zip. worry. But um, <laughs> you know, I've actually so I've got the Chiefs in this one, um, and I and you just talked about the kicking game, and I agree. I think it's going to be important because I have the Chiefs winning another low scoring game, twenty to seventeen. Um, so going to be a, a low scoring defensive battle, I think. Um, but I was just thinking, you know, John Lynch, uh, with this team, I, the amount of actual future hall of famers on the 49ers is kind of nuts. So I was thinking, you know, some of these guys have to have prolonged careers, like, uh, they're going to have to keep going, but. In terms of guys that I just off the top of my head, um, Debo, possible Hall of Famer. He falls into the group that needs to keep playing and needs to do probably a little something more, but some probably some surefire. George Kittle, McCaffrey, and Trent Williams. Probably all surefire Hall of Famers. Um, and then on yeah. the defense, you look at two linebackers that – also have Hall of Fame potential, but need to play much longer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner both. Obviously, Dre Greenlaw being the lesser of the two um, in terms of having a shot. And then, obviously, Bosa. I don't know if there's going to be any question about Nick Bosa. You know, I mean, he he's is, definitely, yeah. He's, unless you know, he just falls off a cliff. Yeah, unless he falls off like his brother did. But Nick has been better than his brother from the start. So, um you know, it wouldn't shock me. And then there's a couple other good uh, defense alignment on, on the on the 49ers uh, that would have to have some tremendous careers. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be a team that <clears throat> you look back on in history, and you would just be like, "Man, they had all those guys." And yeah, exactly. They didn't win, so that's why I think that they have to win this one and that's why i'm picking them but some other things to pick uh obviously we don't have a lot of the betting lines but we do have the you know the super bowl the fun super bowl bets like the coin toss is always millions of dollars are bet on a coin toss every year and that's just i find it fascinating um i would never do it i i would pick it um just for fun but i've never placed any real money on it um even though i think i have in my past but those days are behind me. Um, it was very small, minimal amounts. I um, would never, he says. <laughs> I will never anymore. Uh, I got, I got heads. So, yeah, take that. Yeah, I, you know, really, there's not a whole lot of thought that goes back into this. Um, None, actually. <laughs> they, I'm just going with tails never fails. You know, I think I did it the last two years, um, and I think it's one and one. So I, I you know. What can you say? Better than Punxsutawney Phil. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Um, and then Gatorade color. I got – I don't know. I feel like we haven't had a yellow Gatorade in a while. Could yeah, it's definitely possible. I See, this one has – the three most bet on Gatorades I feel like have to, have to be orange, yellow, and red, the Super Bowl. Um I feel like I've seen both teams pour orange, yellow, or red on their coach between these two teams. And, you know, so it's the original colors pretty much. Both teams are red and have, like, shades of yellow, yellow. obviously. 
the 49ers is a gold, but you get the point. And then orange is just – orange just always seems to be out there, you know. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go orange because I feel like red, yellow, both teams have those. For some reason, I just think it's going to fall somewhere in the middle, orange. Yeah, I I see that, but – at the same time, like I know that a popular bet's going to be red because both of these teams' primary colors are red. Absolutely, that that never happens. The never. team that wins never has their primary color as their game color. So I don't. The, the reason people are betting on that, I, they just don't know ball. Um, but yellow is the secondary color of both of these teams. Are gold um, close enough? And there's a chance that they could do that. Um, but I would say my main bet would be yellow, and then I'd place a, a smaller amount on blue. I think blue actually just one of the most random ones, but I think that I don't know blue Gatorade could you know we're in Las Vegas. I mean, blue Gatorade. Um, I'd put blue a small amount on that, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I do just like watching yellow Gatorade being poured on the coach because it looks just like a whole bucket of piss is just being poured on the coach. It's pretty funny. So nice. That's my analysis. That, the the analysis that really matters is yeah. what, that's yeah. what this is. Um, uh, and then I just have another bet. I, I don't know what the money is going to be on this. It's probably got a negative sign in front of it, but you still have to take it. And it's the Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. Um, he gets It'll it get almost one. every game and especially against this chiefs run defense. It's not great. That's their weakness is the run defense. And, uh, I mean, they get within the 10 yard line. He's, he's guaranteed to get a touchdown. So yeah, I'd be interested to see what the Trent Williams, uh, touchdown, anytime touchdown score that is. You're getting a little too cute with this kid. <laughs> I, I know that is cute, but uh, it's the Super Bowl, and it's the Super Bowl, and it's it's Shanahan. He loves his players. He loves Trent Williams. He's probably one of the best players that Kyle Shanahan has ever, ever coached or ever will coach, so – you know, I could see them trying to do that. But, yeah, that's a little too in-depth. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little sicko. I don't, know, I don't know if I'd take that one. Uh, I think it would be cool if it happened, but I, I don't know if I would place uh, you know, money you on that. You could just sprinkle. <laughs> What's a little $5, sprinkle $10 a donation, you know? Um, and then just whatever the Mahomes over is on touchdowns, too. He always hits it in the Super Bowl. The last... Well, except for the Buccaneers one, but if he wins, he's going to hit it. So he technically hit it in the Buccaneers one. He hit people in the face with the football. Yeah. He tried to stick it in between Tyreek Hill's face mask in the Super Bowl, and, and it just uh, bounced right off. Yeah. So whatever. Um. All right, that's Super Bowl talk. Uh, Reba McIntyre is singing the national anthem, so I would expect that to be in under two minutes. I don't know what the official is, but I know two minutes is usually the common betting line. I, I take the under on that one. I, I don't know. I don't she, know. I feel like she could drag out some like free, brave. It, I thought the same thing about Chris Stapleton last year because he's a slow singer. He likes to drag it out, and he likes saying it super quickly. So I'm just I'm doing reverse logic this year. Like Reba, you're like, oh, she'll drag out some of these notes. I don't think so. I think she'll make it up, like, yeah, free and brave. Maybe she'll drag those out. But I think she'll make up the speed, like, with other verses. Gotcha. So. Uh, shout out Ruby Lee. Uh, Ruby Lee uh, was at the, the Mizzou game last night. Did the, oh, really? The, did the national anthem. 
and sang a bunch of songs at halftime. So shout, shout out, out Ruby Lee, second place, Voice. but still pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> second place, but still pretty cool. Um, she is a good singer, though. I. I will say that. Yeah, I, was I cool. didn't realize that she was she was there. That, yeah, that is cool. It'd be a great national anthem to listen to. So, uh, start. Right, you want to get to fantasy corner? Yeah. First, um, we have a quick word from one of our sponsors. It's just the Chiefs. Just go Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry, that was so. That was dumb. I, I don't get that. I don't I, get that joke. That Sorry, was, that was bad. Um, all right, Super Bowl 58, last week of Stardom, Sit'em, Sleeper, um, Fantasy Corner, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Although sometimes we tend to just bring it back in like the middle of like baseball season, I feel like sometimes or something just like that. Just one week here and there. But um, all right, my Stardom is MVS, Luke, and you might be like, what the fuck? You know, like, why are you starting MVS? Um, why are you starting MVS in the Super Bowl? I don't know. So last week he had that that weird catch at the end. I think it is going to be another deja vu situation, and he is going to make another weird game ceiling play. So start MVS. Probably only going to have two receptions, but the second one is going to seal the deal. Um, you can also pencil him in for a huge drop in this game. So two receptions on three or four targets with one massive drop but he is going to catch that one at the end that's going to seal it. So um, start MVS. My yeah, the, the drop will probably be on like a third down. Yeah. Um, and then Chiefs fans will like call for his execution on Twitter, and then he'll yep. end up sealing the game. And they'll be like, oh, I apologize. Yeah. That's how it, he, all, that's how it happens yeah. the last three weeks. So He's probably going to have one, <laughs> you know, attached to his face mask, and uh, it, he'll probably figure out a way to drop it. But – yeah, um, so my sit is Tony Romo, Luke. Um, so it's it's Jim Nance and Tony doing the Super Bowl, and uh, I think America is finally starting to come around to the idea that, at best, Tony Romo is an okay commentator. The, the only thing that J- Tony Romo has is his ability that he did play football at, at the NFL level, and he can call – uh, formations, plays, and stuff like that. You can still call stuff like that out. But you can just tell up in the booth, he does not put in nearly as much prep as he used to, and he just makes weird noises all the time. And he, you know, he 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 does he just says random stuff that does not relate to the game, which can at times be funny, but he's not he's not Bill Walton. You don't have this granted access to do that, Tony. Um for America's sake I hope he does prepare extraneously because it's the freaking Super Bowl. Um, and I know Jim will come prepared, so no need to worry there. But, um, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and sit Tony, though, get ahead of the curb. Uh, luckily, we won't have to deal with this for a while. I think, what, next year it's it's either NBC or Tom Brady. Next uh, year, so. It's not Tom Brady. I think he's the year after. Yeah, I believe it's NBC, and then I believe it's back to Tom Brady. Oh at Fox. And then I think it's ESPN with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Oh my god. The first That'll Super Bowl on awesome. ESPN, which yeah. I mean that's That will be awesome. Joe yeah. and Troy in the Super Bowl will be sweet. Let's um, go. 
One thing you did mention, I'm going to look up that, but you talked about Tony Romo. Um, he, he knows formations and he played in the game. That's literally every color commentator in history has played the game and they can call yeah. out formations. So it, he doesn't have anything special. I, I think really some, he's he played has going most for, recently really though. Like I'll admit, no, Greg Olson? I don't want to, Yeah, but he did not play quarterback. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Greg's better than Tony, no doubt about it, but I'm not, you can't sit there and say, um, as somebody who also played football and played quarterback, Tony calls stuff out, you know, before it happens all the time. And it's like, yeah, you do have to know the game to know shit like that. Um, so he does know. He just doesn't try as much anymore, I don't think. So that's on him. So I mean, <laughs> you can't sit here and just complain he doesn't know ball because he does. But he, you know, he just, I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't do what he should. So, um, so yeah. Um, my sleeper though, Luke, is, is Stan Kroenke. Um, now you might be, how did Stan sneak into the Super Bowl preview? Well, uh, three days ago, the University of Missouri received a $62 million anonymous uh, donation, record donation, anonymously. And, uh, you know, so as soon as we got the don- donation, it's it's a big, uh, he said, she said, who, who, let's try and figure out who it was. And nobody can really pin it. And actually, I've seen some people say that it's definitely not. Stan, but I'm I'm still holding out that it could be Stan. I hope it isn't. I don't want to have to celebrate. Look, I hope it isn't either. But ah, we talked about this. If anybody's going to do this, it would be Stan. He he loves winning. Um, we kind of waited, been waiting for him to make a donation like this to his alma mater. He never has um, that we know of, and here it is. Uh, if it is him, you know, right when the football team's good, the basketball team was, was really good last year. Obviously, they sucked this year, but uh, that's a story for another rainy day. Yeah, um, sit him. And it, 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 I feel like it just could be him. He's just kind of a weirdo in the sense, like, he doesn't want people to know it's him. But also, like, if you think about it, you'll know that it was him. Um, that sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like and I don't think he's trying to buy people back into liking him because, you know, half the people that go here, if not more than half, like the Chiefs anyway, don't care about, you know, what he did to St. Louis. And like the other half is like, you know, hates his guts like we do. But I don't know. I feel like he might be trying to sneak this one in there. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this the other day, and I said that. $62 million is a lot of money. I mean, to make a one-time donation, that is a ton of money to make. And you don't you don't just get people that throw around that type of money. I mean, you have to have hundreds of millions of dollars to make that big of a donation, at least, probably billions. How many billionaires went to Mizzou? There's not that many. Obviously, we looked it up the other day, and Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, actually graduated yep. from Mizzou, which is pretty crazy. Um, but how many people would donate that much money? The largest donation in the history of Missouri history. Like, that that's crazy. Stan Kroenke, if he did make that donation, he would not want to put his name on it. And there's a reason. I mean, $62 million anonymously, 
who would donate? Who has that much money to donate? <laughs> it's not that and many would people. not want to put their name on it. I. It's a small group of people. I mean, and it would make sense for him not to put his name on it because all his teams that he owns have won. Like all his professional sports teams have won in the past like three years. He's just been on one, and Mizzou is the one team that hasn't. And I mean, obviously he doesn't own them, but he did graduate here, and I know he roots for him. And he sees this football program is primed to have its best year maybe ever in the history of Mizzou. And so he's trying to invest as much money into it now. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. It's, it's interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Don't sleep on this. Don't sleep on Stan here. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my fantasy corner. So, yeah. And a follow up on the uh, future of the Super Bowl broadcast. Um, I was wrong. Fox is next year. So Tom Brady is going to be calling the Super Bowl next gotcha. year. So once again, Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl. I mean, we escaped him for three years, but he'll be back. Um, and then afterwards, it's on NBC and Peacock, then ABC and ESPN with Joe Buck and Troy. And then we're back to CBS. So whoever, I don't know if Jim will still be doing it. I don't know if Tony will still be doing it. It could be a whole yeah. new broadcast by then. And then it's Fox, NBC, ABC, and then it's just like the same rotation of that afterwards. Gotcha. So could be easy to remember after that if you just have like the same, like every four years, this broadcasting team gets it. Um, all right, my stardom. I have two of them. I always seem to have two stardoms for whatever reason. Um, is winter colds. So we are in prime cold season. I, I battled one at the beginning of last week. I'm pretty much over it now. I still got a little bit of congestion, but nothing too serious. But yeah, I mean, it. It's a good, it's a couple of days where it just sucks. Um, I mean, like you're not, you don't physically feel incapable of anything, but you're just blowing your nose so much and you can't breathe sometimes. And it just, it just sucks. It, it's brutal. Um, you're cooped up in your room cause you don't want to be around people cause you feel disgusting. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely getting, they're, they're getting the best of a lot of people right now, especially like in group settings at work, at school. Um, I mean, you're <laughs> watch out for them. They're, they're on a hot streak right now and they're only going to get better throughout the month of February. So, um, and then my other stardom is I don't want to jinx it here. I'm going to preface this. I'm knocking on wood right now. Kanye West. I know you're knocking on wood with me. Um, we're starting Kanye because it, he is set to well by the time this show comes out his album should be out his new album with ty dollar sign should be out um hopefully it is he's already released a few songs from it so um that hints to me that it is happening for real it's not going to get postponed this time um so if you're a kanye fan out there uh it's a big moment he hasn't released an album in quite a few years so three yeah um maybe his longest gap ever without releasing an album. Uh, I think maybe between Yeezus and Life of Pablo. It was a three-year yeah, gap. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah. So, yeah, start start that. Um, no other reason no other reason to start Kanye other than that. I'll just – I'll say that. Uh, and my sit is the NCAA. Uh, they are crumbling. They are falling to pieces. So this week, the SEC and Big Ten formed a pack. 
And obviously, both of those conferences have been expanding their teams tremendously through the last few years. And next year, they're both going to like get a huge bolster in teams. Um, they're definitely the two power conferences, at least in football and in basketball. They're they're right up there. I mean, the Big Twelve and ACC are competitive in basketball as well. But they formed a pack, and uh, I think that within a matter of a few years, they're gonna they're gonna break away from the NCAA and just form college football, and then they'll have their own set of rules and NIL and transfer rules and stuff like that. And the NCAA is gonna be left without an arm and a leg probably because college football is their biggest money maker. And I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, right after that happens, um, a lot of conferences from basketball start to move away too and form their own union. And, and then the NCAA is going to be walking around like a, a chicken without a head. Um, they're really not going to know what to do, but I mean, they've had this coming for a while. They've been screwing over people for, and athletes for years upon years. I mean, back to before the Brian Bosworth days. I mean, that's he was really the first person to call him out. And pretty much every player that has played in the NCAA, at least before the NIL era, basically hates him because they screwed him out of millions of dollars, um, which is fair. I mean, it's a fair gripe. And uh, I mean, the, the NCAA lives by the paradox of, well, we're not going to pay them because they're amateurs. They're not professionals. But who says they're amateurs? The NCAA. So it's just like they they live in a paradox of control, and uh, it's it's crumbling. And obviously, the Dartmouth, I didn't know about this until you said this, Cam, but the Dartmouth uh, basketball team recently filed a case in court, and they won. So now they're allowed to be paid as employees of the university, I believe. They can um, form their own union. The big thing is that they can form their own union. What you can only do is if you're employees of a place of work, so and stuff like that. So, and uh, and then the other big thing was the University of Tennessee was accused of. Let's see here if I can Tennessee under investigation. So it was they were under investigation for NIL violations across multiple sports. And the AD of Tennessee basically came out the other day and said, uh, it's all bullshit. And they published everything, like all their records, NIL wise and stuff and said, here, public, take a look at this. If you see anything wrong, blah, blah, blah. And now the NCAA, um, they're pulling back that investigation saying, actually, they didn't do anything wrong. Um, here's the quote from Tennessee Chancellor. It says, the NCAA's allegations are factually untrue and procedurally flawed. Moreover, it is intellectually dishonest for the NCAA enforcement staff to pursue infractions cases as if student athletes have no NIL rights and as if institutions all have been functioning post-Alston with a clear and unchanging set of rules and willfully violating them. And so Tennessee is just firing right back, uh, right back at them. And I, I don't think the NCAA is going to want to take this one to court because over the past few years they have – they have stepped up to bat in court and swung and missed every time. Uh, I mean, they, they look like Paul DeYoung up there. So, uh, yeah, definitely sit the NCAA. Going to look like you against Taylor Brown. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I try not to think about that. It's going to be a, a t- that's going to be a tough scene whenever the time comes. Um, but yes. And, uh, I mean, you could also sit Mizzou basketball. I, I really don't want to get into that on the, the Super Bowl episode. You know, vibes are high on a day like today, and uh, I really don't want to bring it down with, yeah. with Mizzou basketball. It's, that's just a big tough scene, though. Um, and then yeah. my sleeper, 
is the Apple Vision Pro. So the Apple Vision Pro came out on last Friday or Saturday. I don't remember what day it was, but last weekend it came out. And basically this is just the future of technology. Um, if you've seen anything about it, you can have like your own avatar and online meetings. Um, you can have, it's just like a new form of technology. You have like a whole screen in front of you, but you can also like see your surroundings. Like it's just like having goggles on, but like it's stuff is projected out in front. It's just, it's one of the coolest things ever. It's super expensive right now, but I have a feeling within, I think we were talking about this the other day within five years, we wouldn't be surprised if like kids are wearing this to school um, and just doing their schoolwork that yeah, way. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, this is one of those things where, it, you know, it's a moment in history where you're like, like the iPhone, like that really just changed, not just, you know, the technology, but it changed society as a whole. I mean, everyone has a phone nowadays. And uh, I have a feeling, I don't know if this will have quite the same effect as that, because I don't know if the benefits are quite as high as the cell phone was. Um, but there's going to be quite a bit of people that start using this because it's going to be a great tool for efficiency. And uh, it's also pretty cool at the same time. So yeah, sleeper, because I think that's just going to slide right under the radar. And before you know it, everyone will have one. Yeah, it's possible. I only brought up the Taylor Brown thing because she was at the Mizzou played Texas A&M yesterday, and her and Nicholas Lacito were there. So, shout kind out, of, kind of rubbing it in. Yeah, it was a little... couldn't couldn't say anything mean back. So, yeah, I mean, what are you gonna say? Yeah, they got lucky. <laughs> that obviously isn't true. Um... <laughs> I don't know. So, all right. Shut up. Uh, tough scene of the week? Man, we got a lot. We'll see yeah. how far Three we get Three of them are yours. Well, one of them was – it was a mutual. The, the first one here, I, I was going to put it on there too, but you already had it. So, yeah. Um, some big uh, some big deaths for tough scene of the week this week. Uh, Toby Keith passed away, um, which was it's a <coughs> tough scene. It's just a tough scene. That's really all you can say about it. Luke might pass away here as well here in a moment, but, uh, you know, he's only 62 years old. That's my tribute to Toby Keith. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Uh, only 62 years old died of, I think it was stomach cancer. Um, just a lot of all time bops, especially if you're a country music fan. So, um, it was just, it was just sad. You know, he, he's a big, figure in country music and music in general and uh society you know really in terms of influencing culture here in the states so yeah um, big time patriot i mean big time I, patriot i remember after 9 11 he was like he released like a whole album that had to do with just like pro america after the 9 11 and it helped a lot of people get get through that tough time and i mean he he's he stood by the I mean, patriot is a term that gets thrown around for, you know, a number. It's, it's got a stereotype behind it now, but yeah. mean, he was he was somebody who really, he he bled red, white, and blue. And, uh, you know, 62 isn't exactly young, but, I mean, this day and age, if you're dying at 62, that's, it's dying prematurely. Um, yeah. So, but I didn't realize he was that old. Like, when I saw it, I was like, like, Toby Keith died? And I was like, oh, I guess he, he has been around for a while, so... Yeah. I didn't realize he had cancer either, but 
Yeah. Um, and then Carl Weathers passed away. Uh, played uh, played Apollo Creed and Rocky. Obviously, those are probably his biggest roles. But he was in so much other stuff um, after that as well. And just was a bit was a big Hollywood figure. I had no idea this part. He played for the the the, the Raiders back in the day. Um, really? Yeah, played linebacker for the Raiders for two years. Um, he's in Star Wars. He was in he's in the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett in the in, in those recent shows. And he was one of my favorite characters in that in that show. So that was that was tough. Um, and like I said, he was in some other stuff and uh, another big. You know, a, a patriot of the United States, uh, mm-hmm. another big American Huge. guy. So, you know, another, that was another tough passing way. Uh, he was yeah. 76, I want to say. Uh, so uh, still, I, I don't know what the cause was of that. I'd have to look. Uh, and they may for not someone, know yet. Exactly. For someone with as much money as him, that is a little bit early to, yeah. to go. But, I mean, yeah, it, not many people get to say that they were in both the Rocky and Star Wars franchises. Yeah, Those that's great. Two of the biggest franchises ever, and he was in both of them. Obviously, his role in Star Wars was a lot lesser than than Rocky, but uh, I mean, yeah, those Rocky movies talk about talk about being a patriot. I mean, that <laughs> two two American icons just passed away yeah. this week, and it's very you know, it was a tough week for America. Yeah, um, bombed in Iran. I, <laughs> yeah well it sucks yeah um and then patrick mahomes senior got another dui so that's another tough scene just another thing added to the plate for uh regular patrick mahomes i guess you will um so i think it was his third his mug shot was uh not ideal um what mug shot is other than yeah, Trump's, really. I know, but he just—he, I mean, he looked a little fried and just—I uh, mean, just his his smile, you know, just—it was just a tough scene, and that's really all you can say. I think he might have to serve jail time, um, so I don't know. No, he should. Um, I mean, you get one DUI, it's like, hey, everyone overestimates their abilities every now and then, you know. Um, the second one, you know, there's there should be a punishment, but I mean, it shouldn't ruin your life or anything. But you know, you get third. The third time is kind of like the the nail in the coffin. It's yeah, like, it's yeah, like okay, you, buddy, you, uh, you need to learn a little bit of a lesson here. I mean, that that put the nail in the coffin for Dan McLaughlin, our beloved Cardinals announcer. This past off season, um, lost his job, and uh, I know obviously this Mahomes doesn't have a job right now. He's just kind of retired. But yeah, just another one bites the dust for around. Around Patrick, I, I guess that is the good part about him is that you know he has other people in his family that take the downfall for him. You know his his wife is actually benefiting from this too because now his brother, who was hated just for being incredibly annoying and cringy, um, but then he has sexually assaulted that one woman, and now you know his father is getting DUIs left and right, and you know now it's making his wife look better because her her knock was just that she was annoying. <laughs> that was. That was it. Uh, so now it's like, no, she's actually a good human. It's just, you know, a little annoying at times, but aren't we all? So, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then another tough scene was, you know, you can actually put this on the maybe tough scene. Drake's meat, Drake's meat got leaked on, on, on the internet. 
And anybody who's seen the the video would say, you know, maybe it's not so much of a tough scene um, because, you know, you know, in terms of size, it was, it was, it was, you know, it's out there. It's out there. That's all I'm saying is that it was large. So for in terms of statistical analysis, that's what we have to say. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I'm but I would still card. Me, me personally, I think that's still a tough scene. Having your genitals, I guess, leaked on the internet, even if you do have that much money, that, I mean, that's crazy. I don't know if he's pressing charges. I don't know if he knows who it was or not. I'm assuming he would because, like, how, the person who took the video had to have been in the room at the same time with him. I'm sure you can recognize the room who was there and whatever. So I'm sure that person might have a giant court case coming their way if he does file. But, um, yeah, crazy scene. Did spark a lot of memes on Twitter. And they're still memes going on. Good. I Some like memes. great memes. Uh, I think my favorite meme was just like it would just show a picture. It would be like a bunch of famous accounts posted this, like meme accounts posted like it was just like they would just go to their search tab and it would just be like Drake's meat leaked, uh, Drake's meat, you know, it's like them trying to search for it, but it's not popping up, you know, so they keep trying all the different ones like so that, that, that <laughs> those were the good ones that I thought were pretty good. Um, so, yeah, Drake's meat got leaked. Any Any thoughts, Luke? Uh, no comment. No comment. There I, you go. Then my only comment is, I'm putting that on a quote card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If we got to do all that. Uh, I think we have to. <laughs> um, you, and you then, never through that whole thing. You never said no homo. So, uh, also, I had. I also haven't seen the video. I just, I just saw that it happened, and I saw a lot of the memes. I actually have not seen the video. Um, I, you know, I <clears> saw it before. I'll be honest. I saw it like I woke up. I was getting ready for school and saw it on Twitter. I didn't even know it was like trending yet. Um, and I saw it. And then I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, there's no way this isn't trending. And then I went over to like trending and it was just like Drizzy was trending. So, um, which is obviously code word for Drake. So that was a tough scene. That's why you got to say. I did see that Drake is also he's scheduled to come to St. Louis for a concert on Monday with J Cole. Yes. So I, I don't know where that I did. I figured I would have heard about that. I mean, those are two huge names coming to St. Louis. And I just, if till now use, I hadn't heard do of you it. use Spotify. I don't. I'm oh, an Apple okay, music well, user. I listened to, I listened to Drake quite a bit. So like it, it sent me like all kinds of stuff, like emails, notifications that Drake was coming to St. Louis like a long time ago. So, Oh, gotcha. But I mean, I do it no. just to see Jake Cole, but all, all time musician right there. Um, and then the last tough scene is uh, kind of a tough scene, I guess, I, for Brits. But King Charles has cancer. So, uh, yeah, I stage I think, four, buddy. Like, yeah. Stage four prostate cancer, I want to say. It was. I think it was colon. I don't know. Colon don't cancer. I, I think they said he they've discovered it during a prostate exam. So gotcha. that could be, that could be colon cancer too. Uh, but yeah, it bad. He's basically on his deathbed now. So not, you can come back from four. 
Ed, with those types of cancers, I believe, if it's colon. Oh, okay. Colon is like one of the, because it's like one of the most diagnosed. I think it's one of the most cured too. So. Gotcha. Well, okay. Well, maybe not then. I take that back. But he could die. He's old. Cancer's tough. Yeah. You know, the treatments um, is. So. It could be a short reign for King Charles. Um, yeah. I, I wonder who it would go to then. Would it go to King Charles, his son? I don't know who it is, but. I, don't know. I who, who would be next? I'm going to cut it's you not... off right there. Very un-American to be talking about this. So three letterman. Well, it's actually very American to be confused. Down. Right? Very American to be confused on what's happening here. Like I have no idea who's next. In... That I is American, it's... but we should stop talking about yeah. it. I just hope. I will say this. I hope it's not the pedophile guy. I Andrew, I think is his name. That's but... a good take. That you know, uh, you can put that. That's a good take to have out there. You're hopeful it's not the pedophile guy. Yeah, I, bad guy. I, he doesn't deserve it. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll leave it at that because you're right. This is a. I mean, we just we saluted to American icons. We can't be talking about the British monarchy any more than what we already have. So, um, yeah. All right. And then to wrap up the show here, Cam, we got the return of Say Hello, Kiss a Goodbye. Yep. We, had a little, we had a little tease last week with the Matt Carpenter Say Hello, but I think it's it's back in full force, in full force now. Yeah. Now that um, Fancy Corner will be over. So. so kind of over to American royalty, uh, Nick Saban. <laughs> Say hello to Nick Saban on college game day, um, I think starting next year. And I'll just say it. I mean, that rocks. That's awesome. Like, when, as soon as Nick Saban retired, I was really sad. I think we talked about that already a couple of weeks ago. Um, we talked about this being a possibility. Yeah, too. I was just like, I just hope he's still around the game. What better way to be around the game than being on college game day? So, uh, he will be. I, I think this is going to be awesome, too, because Nick is actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's like you really like get into conversation with them. A lot of his former players and recruits say that other past coaches will say that like when in, he's not in like a super serious mode, he can be quite funny. And I've, you know, he's been on like the ESPN panels before during like during the games and before games and stuff, but he's usually pretty locked in even for those. It feels like college game day, you can kind of let loose a little bit. So uh, I'm excited for that for Nick. So uh, yeah, that should be pretty sweet for him. I think this also kind of signals the end of the Lee Corso era. I don't want to – I know that's – it's kind of – this would be like the saddest thing, but Lee Corso is getting – he's old. He's getting very, very old. And I remember I think it was two years ago they were in like Montana State or something like that, and it was negative degrees, and they made Lee Corso go up there and like sit outside in the negative temperatures, and I was just – I felt bad for him. Um but I mean, Nick say, I mean, this is what happens with game day. You just have a legendary coach that comes in and takes that role. And I, I could honestly see Nick Saban, like kind of taking the reins from Lee Corso. like Lee Corso will have it this year, maybe even one more year after that. But then after that, it's like, all right, Lee, like he retires. And then Nick Saban becomes the guy to put on, you know, the, I, don't the mascot know I don't know. If I, I think that would be awesome. Somebody, I don't know if they'll ever have somebody do that again. Yeah. Might have to find a different way to pick yeah. a team or something like that. But, That's true. I mean, Nick Nick Saban is – if you look at Lee Corso's coaching career, he really didn't win much at all. But um, 
Nick Saban, you know, this guy is one in all different kinds of eras. So, um, it's just going to be great. You know, he's, I mean, he's literally the GOAT head coach in college football. So, you can't really go wrong there. So, yeah. I think he's a perfect guy for this. Um, all right. My say hello is baseball. I know you hate this camp, but baseball pitchers and catchers report. See, when this show comes out, it'll be four days. In four days, two days after the Super Bowl, pitchers and catchers will report to spring training. There is still countless amounts of free agents out there. I'm The reigning NL Cy Young winner, Blake Snell, um, Jordan Montgomery, who was could have easily been the World Series MVP. Um, neither of them have signed, and uh, they're both represented by the same agent. And my dad actually brought this up to me. He thinks that the owners are kind of revolting against this agent because he demands so much money for his clients. He demands large, large contracts, guaranteed money. And uh, for years, he's been doing this. And I, my dad has a theory that the, maybe the owners are uniting against him because like Blake Snell, for example, he's only been offered a contract by the Yankees. That's it. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, countless amounts of free agents out there. We'll see if... I doubt any of those guys that are represented by Boris get signed by spring training. Um, but I, I do want to mention there was a very funny interaction with Trevor Bauer on Twitter today where he was like, somebody said, hey, you should come to the Phillies. And he was like, I would love to, but they haven't offered me a contract. And then some guy was like, you should come put your Sonny, Sonny Gray in the Cardinals. And he's like, I'd love to do that. I love Sonny, but they haven't offered me a contract. And he was just getting roasted like, yeah, obviously they haven't offered you a contract because you suck. You know, it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, baseball is say hello to it because yeah, football may be over, but we have baseball. So, um, okay, and then now over to uh, you know, last week we didn't do a show, probably for the better in terms of. <laughs> I've cooled down a little bit. In fact, this is kind of like making me upset even having to just do this this part of the segment. But uh, so apparently, according to a rodent out of Philadelphia or uh, out of Pennsylvania, we're kissing goodbye winter early, according to that fat fuck Punxsutawney <laughs> Phil. So. Um, He's back. You know, he had his little song and dance on February 2nd. Um, and this time, for the first time in what felt like a millennium, he didn't see his shadow. Uh, usually that coward just walks outside and turns right back around, obviously. He gets scared. He walks Not with his tail between his legs. Not this year. Uh, apparently the black shadow, he figures, didn't scare him. Um, and he, uh, didn't see a shadow, which means apparently that winter will be coming to a, a close earlier than expected and spring will be here sooner. Now, um, to all the Punxsutawney Phil followers out there, just keep in mind, Punxsutawney Phil has a 39% conversion rate, if you will, on predicting what's going to happen with winter and spring. 39%. Worse than a coin flip. Worse than a coin flip. And also, it's, this is like, we talked about this last year. Hell, we may have talked about it a couple months ago. I remember we had a big Phil conversation a couple months ago for some reason. I don't remember why. <laughs> um, oh, because my 
Spanish two teacher. I had no idea who Punxsutawney Phil is. God bless her. Wish I could have been in her shoes. But <laughs> we're here now. People forget it's not the same rodent. You know, Punxsutawney Phil, he's not immortal, which if he was, you know, if he was immortal, maybe I'd be on his side a little bit more because that'd be much cooler. But then I'd probably, never mind. I was going to say I'd probably make a trip to Philadelphia or to Pennsylvania, try and do a little traversing. But say if he's immortal, uh, you can't kill him then. So good luck. They said the same thing about Achilles. Um, So. But anyway, so he, you know, it's not the same rodent every year. So like, it, he's just a fraud. Like, and it's a it's a lineage of frauds. Like, it's that's why it's thirty nine percent wrong. You know, or right. You know, he he they they all get it wrong. It's it's. I mean, he's worse than a meteorologist, which is fair. He's a rodent. If you got to say one thing that's fair about Punxsutawney Phil, he's a groundhog. Yeah, he probably doesn't know shit about the weather. You know, you, that's, I won't knock him for that, really. I will knock him for saying that he does know shit about the weather. And I will knock him for being a coward. I will knock him for being a, a fraud. I will knock him for not being immortal. I will. So, um, yeah, apparently spring's coming early. Hey, I'm fine with that, but... If history tells us anything, that means winter is going to be extra long this year. Yeah. There's a 61% chance of winter being long. So, yeah, Yeah. whatever. I hate it too. But uh, it is one of the greatest rivalries in the history of the world. Cam versus Punxsutawney Phil. Um, I don't hate him as much as you. I I don't have anything personally against him, but I I do know he is a coward. And whenever I... Whenever I saw that he didn't see a shadow this year, I was a little shocked. I was like, there's something fishy going on here. Like, this is... Here we go. Somebody paid him off to push an agenda, you know? I I don't know who it is. I'm still investigating, but there's some funny business going on here. So, because I know yeah, I mean... Phil, and I know he gets scared of the smallest things. That means a shadow. So... And... You know, he's crooked. He's crooked. So, it, you know, it shouldn't shock you that if, if Luke is, is on to something, let's say, let's just, what if he, he might be a liberal plant for, you know, for climate change? Personally, I believe in climate change, but there's no doubt about it that Phil, no questions asked, would be like on board with that shit. So... Yeah, yeah. Give him, give him a little bit a uh, fancier of dinners, and he'll be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll push your agenda to say that you know winter's slowly being pushed out for warmer temperatures." You know, I, I don't know. I say something fishy's going on here, and uh, you know, Phil is corrupt and he is a fraud. So, and then uh, yeah. my kiss at goodbye. I, it could be your kiss at goodbye too, Cam. But take off that visor for the people. Cam's hair. Kiss it goodbye. There it is. It's, it's, it's actually basically gone. <laughs> it's been a week as a – yesterday was a week. It actually has – it is much darker than it was a week ago. You can yeah, already it's tell. it's back. But, yeah. Uh, antler new guy tradition. 
dress up like Arkansas's prettiest ladies, well, usually that ha- results in you have to get a buzz cut after that. So um, <laughs> that's what happened. Um, so yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I can't I can't say that much about it. So there you go. Yeah, and then uh, we, I think we can a little tribute here at the end of the show. We'll dedicate episode 88 of the Show Me Show podcast, the two year anniversary show. We'll dedicate it to our beloved furry friends, uh, Cooper and Cody, um, two good boys that lived great lives. Um, Cooper obviously being Cam's, Cam's dog and Cody being our good friend, friend of the show, Jake Baldwin's dog. Um, rest in peace to both of them. Um, very good boys. I love seeing them every time I could. And, uh, you know, it was tough that they both, you know, they both had their time come this week. So, yeah, I don't want to end this, the show on a sad note, but I, I felt yeah. like they deserve it. They deserve to have a show in their honor. So, yeah, it was definitely a, it was definitely a tough uh, it for me. Uh, Cooper passed away Sunday morning. I found out Sunday at about 11 o'clock. I'll say, you know, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday were all pretty, pretty tough. Uh, luckily, I've been super busy, but. You know, it's tough. It's tough knowing that uh, when I do go home that our, my little buddy won't be there. So that is uh, definitely tough. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to bring that up, but it's all right. <laughs> all right. Everyone have a great Super Bowl weekend. Um, yeah, just enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, make sure you take, you take Monday off. Because we, we got to revolt. As Americans, we got to revolt. This is our holiday. We got to claim it. Um, if your boss doesn't give you the day off, you have to take the day off yourself. And, uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the Super Bowl Sunday to the fullest. So we'll see you yeah. next week to recap uh, the NFL season.